Yep. Okay. What's up, everybody? It is Casey with Two Worlds Podcast, and with me, as always, it's the stuffing to my turkey. It's Jake. How are you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. Ready to stuff a turkey this week. Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, what 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 is your favorite sides for Thanksgiving? Because I know, I mean, I know you're going to be balls deep on a turkey, just like me. But what's the uh, you know, your your plate looking like? So, man, my ideal plate. This is gonna. This might be a little psychotic because I don't know of anybody else that does this. You're I like, like just veggies. <laughs> <laughs> I like a pile of mashed potatoes. Hell yeah! On top of the potatoes, macaroni and cheese. On top of the mac and cheese, corn. Okay, dude, I love it. Have you ever had? I mean, this sounds up your alley. The uh, it was like KFC, so you probably haven't had it, but that KFC bowl where it was like mashed potatoes. I think it, I don't think it had mac and cheese. I think it had just gravy and corn, and it was mm. all already mixed together. Oh, nice. Was it good? I don't like corn. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I've never had it. I just remember seeing it advertised. Yeah. See, we're not we're not a mash, uh, mac and cheese family. I didn't even know people had that until I went to Breeze for Thanksgiving one year. What do you mean you're not a mac and cheese family? Not for like, you know, holidays. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, we'll have mac and cheese. Do but... you guys like hate yourselves or? <laughs> like our, our noodle dish, uh, grandma makes like homemade noodles. Mm-hmm. And it's like chicken and noodles. That's our. Well, I mean, that's also delicious too. Yeah. Um, so like for me, it's like mashed taters and then a noodle dish mm-hmm. all over that. Oh yeah. And then also on top of my turkey. It kind of just takes over the plate, like because that's that's the, you know, kind of the star, right? <laughs> if I'm honest, though, my favorite—I didn't—I didn't want to say this because it's not really a side, but my favorite part of any Thanksgiving meal is pumpkin pie. Oh hell yeah! I eat a whole fucking pumpkin pie myself. Love yeah, that shit. Fucking too. shower in that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I love sweet potato casserole. I like yeah. spent so long in my life not having it. Like two years ago, I finally had. I'm like holy shit. You this, were is missing just, out. this is just a like a an early dessert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, you like marshmallows on it or no? I've never had like so. My mom makes it with the uh, pecans on top instead. Okay, and that's, that's the only way too. I ever had it. So that's good too. I tell her I'm like you should put marshmallows on top because I love them. She's like, no, it's too sweet. Like I love them too. Big marshmallow guy here, yeah. so I'm all about it. What about I you, man? This- What's your favorite side? It's probably the nudes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Love that stuff. Or a good roll. I know it's basic as all hell, but man. Dude, nothing wrong with warm bread with some butter yeah. on it. You know what's really fun to do? This is just like post Thanksgiving. Something I started doing is if you get your sand, you know, when you're making your, your sandwich, you just go all leftovers. So you just put, you know, you get your, bre- you get your bread and you put your turkey, a little bit of mashed taters, some nudes, and then. Yeah, I even sweet potato casserole if you're feeling fucking crazy. <laughs> and you'd have to be. Yeah. Just do it all together. For you, you know, it would be mashed taters, your um mac and cheese on top, and some corn on top too. Just just do it all as a sandwich. You'll be like, this is pretty There's nothing good. nothing sounds bad about that. Yeah. I, I would maybe I would maybe toast the bread though, just to hold up to everything a yeah. little bit better. Yeah. And see with me, I don't even like it sounds crazy too. I don't overly heat up my nudes because it would it would get way too soggy 
So I'm like, yeah, I'll take some cold nudes. I don't care. Yeah. Remember that, it. people, listeners. I'll take some cold nudes. <laughs> Hot, cold, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Send them the nudes, baby. Room temp, whatever. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, uh, as is tradition, we've got Monday Night Football. Pretty big game tonight, honestly. I, yeah. I would argue the one of the best games of the season. Really quick. What's the what's the game? Is it like the Bears versus the Vikings? No. Oh, okay. We've got Philadelphia Eagles versus Kansas City Chiefs. Eagles are eight and one. Chiefs are seven and two. Pretty pretty big game. Man. Eagles are winning and Taylor Swift's writing a fucking song about it. Here's the thing, Casey. Taylor Swift is a lifelong Eagles fan. And now her man is playing them. Conflict. Dude, Meat Canyon made a video about Taylor Swift's boyfriend and Taylor Swift. And he's like talking to Mahomes after the game. He's like, think about breaking up with Taylor and like Mahomes is like what and like every all the white girls in the audience because it's just it's the whole it's a sea of like white girls that look like kind of like Taylor Swift they're like and they start like they pass it all up to Taylor and then like Taylor like then transforms into like a weird monster and like sucks, <laughs> and, like sucks out his soul and like makes a song that's about football <laughs> sounds about right it's like the funniest part it's like the song itself it does sound like a, a a Jack Antonoff produced song. (laughs) (laughs) And I almost don't want to watch it because that animation sometimes is just so bad. So like, like terrifying. Yeah. No, like, cause I I was just like, I was gonna say like, he does a damn good job animating just nightmare stuff. Mm -hmm. For (laughs) sure. And, uh, some of you might be wondering, Jake, why do you know that Taylor Swift's favorite football team is the Philadelphia Eagles? Because my wife is obsessed. My wife. <laughs> and my wife. So, anyway, the Eagles, we'll see. Right? She's just been a lifelong Eagles fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chiefs are up just at halftime. Chiefs are up 17 to 7. So, we'll see what happens in the second half. But anyway... Trivia time, baby. We're mixing it up this week. Okay. So here's a fun one. This one's a little hard, but you get you get some choices. What was the name of Green Lantern of the Green Lantern who looked like a cross between a chipmunk and a squirrel? Was it Chip? Was it Wessel? Dilip or Squirrel? I'm pretty sure it's Chip. Me too. Way to go, buddy. Hey, thank you. Which member of the Legion of Superheroes with a reality warping screen was really named Troy Stewart? Do you know this one or do you think I need the choices? All right. Magnetic Kid, Quizlet, Color Kid. My arch rival or uh, Tyrock. 
Well, I actually, I don't know this. It's going to be a guess. Is it Quizlet? That would be my guess, so we'll find out. No, it's Tyrock. Damn it. My gut kind of said go Tyrock, and I really? didn't do it. All right, so here's this one I think I think you'll get. Which of Batman's foes was a former businessman named Roman Cianci? Ooh, I don't think I need the, the choices here. So I'll give a little pause. It's a black mask. It is. So you want one more or how many more do you want? Yeah, sure. I'm liking it. Find a good one. Because like some of them are really easy. And then we have that like Legion of Superheroes one. So yeah, I think you I think you'll get this one, but it's it'll be fun. Which member of the Flash's Rogues Gallery is really named George Harkness? He has a nickname that I will give you if you need it. <laughs> I do not need it. The answer is Captain Boomerang. Ding, 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 ding. I believe it's Digger. And Digger was right. And I saw this last question. I just have to do it because it's so freaking easy. It's ridiculous. I'm going to give you all the choices, too. But which of these series did Jack Kirby create for DC Comics? Was it Moon Knight, the classic DC hero? Punisher, the other vintage Jack Kirby creation? New Gods? I don't think that that one's right. Or Black Panther, you know, the famous DC character. Wow, they couldn't even give DC choices. (laughs) Well, Casey, I think I'll go with the only DC choice and say New Gods. Yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, you want to... Do we have any YouTube comments? Not this week, no. Okay. Well, yeah. Want to hop on into the news before it messes up again? (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Yes, I do. I'm getting some tea delivered. Ooh, what what flavor oh, that tea? Is so fucking hot. <laughs> uh, sleepy time. So Ooh. also kind of chamomile. Yeah. Thank you. All right. It's all blurred out. So I'm assuming she must have been naked the whole time. <laughs> no, no <laughs> definitely not. Um. Okay. I'll I'll go. I might oh, have yeah. like one more than you. Yeah. Um. I saw this literally before we jumped on here. Uh. Nicholas Holt has been cast as Lex Luthor for Superman Legacy. I I saw that too. I was about to type it up, and I was like, Ah, he he scooped me up again. I did. Um. Uh, yeah. What do you what, think of that? What's he been in? Because I know the name. He was uh X Men First Class Beast. Oh, okay. I mean. It's hard for me to really care. Also, that zombie movie. What was that zombie movie he did? Oh, yeah. I know you're talking about. Was that the one where it's like the romantic comedy? I didn't watch it. Yeah. 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 And then Um, and I think he was also in Renfield, too. Okay. I think I mean, he's been in he's been in some stuff. Yeah. And it's I'm always I'm usually less left going. Oh, he's pretty bland. (laughs) I mean, like, I guess bland's better than Eisenberg. So I'll give it yeah. that. <laughs> but yeah, so, I don't yeah. know. It's uh, it's one of those things where like, it's probably going to be fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. 
that's where I'm at with it. Just hearing this because it's like, but at the same time, like I'm not expected to be blown away by him at all. Cause you know, his body of work has not led me blown away at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. Speaking of casting rumors or news, Pedro Pascal has been uh, casted to be Reed Richards. Uh, you know, that happened. The The rumor that I read why it happened is because they've ca- they're, they haven't announced it yet, but they cast Barry White for the rest of the Fantastic Four. And Kevin Feige is like, we need to diversify. And so he decided to cast Reed as Pedro because he's like, ah, he's close enough to White, I guess. But also, you know, diverse enough that we can make it. Yeah, we can just say it's a little different. I don't. I don't like it at all. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, too old. And I don't know. I I've not watched enough of his stuff really to say, but the little bits of stuff I've seen him in, I'm just not impressed. Here's the here's the thing about that comment. It's like jokingly, how could you miss him? Because he's in fucking everything right now he's yeah he's jennifer lawrence he's chris pratt he's he's like the next like oh yeah. people like him let's put him in everything well it's like because he you know i mean i don't watch mandalorian i don't watch last of us i watched wonder woman and that's like boy that's not a good choice of any of judge someone's acting so mm. I mean, he's he's good. I like him. I like him. Like in Mandalorian, you get his voice. Um, liked him in Game of Thrones, but I don't. I just don't like him as Reed. I recognize yeah. that he's a good actor. It's just I'm tired of looking at him, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and also, I thought they were going to go with a younger cast so that these guys would do it for a while. And I, isn't he in his fifties? Probably. Yeah. So you know. It just it bugs me a little bit. It's it's dumb, but I think I think a big part of it too is forty eight. Still, here's here's a fun theory that has no backing on any rumors. Because like, what if they are casting this as like whoever they want, and then when they do the soft reset of the Marvel verse, they you know get rid of all of the all of the whoever and stuff. They can then just recast all of the Fantastic Four younger. Also, even though we've only had you know. We'll only have had them for like seven years at that point or whatever. Recast all of them again, along with all the other actors. And they're like, ah, we just got Pedro because we honestly couldn't get John Krasinski because he was working. He had, you know, scheduling conflicts or whatever. Right. It could very well just be that. We shall see. It's like, man, if that's the choice for Reed, I'm, I'm curious what the rest will be like. The The rumor is it's Vanessa Kirby as Ben Grimm. No, I'm kidding. It's Vanessa Kirby as Invisible Woman. Um, the dude from Stranger Things that like Joe, I think it's Bill Kearney, maybe? I think as uh, Johnny and then the dude from The Bear. Not the main guy, but I'm playing on his name, but he's going to be the thing. I'll pull up his name because but yeah, it's it's like it's not I like outside of Vanessa Kirby, none of them I'm like, ah, oh, this this is a really good one, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, Eben Moss Backrack is who's the rumor for Ben Grimm. How do you spell that? 
E-B-O-N-M-O-S-S-B-A-C-H-R-A-C-H. It sounds like a character in Star Wars. Wait, this wasn't this guy Jigsaw in the Punisher show? Oh, was he? Oh, I guess so. I'll look it up for sure. Yeah, uh, I, I saw him pop up on, uh, you know, when I Googled him, it was popping up that Punisher. Oh, no, he was... Uh microchip that's who mm. it was not jigsaw but still i i know him from punisher yeah you need to watch the bear you'd like it yeah it's it's on my list yeah i'm waiting for the i'm waiting for people to stop talking about it so much that i can just enjoy it <laughs> yeah, i mean after you watch it you'll you'll enjoy cooking less because you'll be like behind 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 like, yeah heard um <laughs> hey man I worked in a kitchen for a long time. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll do some more, some more of these little casting things that popped up. Um, it's all been confirmed by Robert Kirkman. I think on accident that Stephen Yoon's going to be Sentry. I guess Stephen told him that he's like, yeah, I guess I'm just always going to be a character wearing red and blue to Kirkman. And Kirkman's like, I bet he's playing the Sentry. It's like, I don't, I bet you. Bet he wasn't supposed to tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people really like him, so I don't think I don't think that's going to get much backlash. Um, people coming in the shop this week, every single one of them was like, "I love him. I think that's great." So my my one thing, I'm gonna say this. I say this a lot. Where's the beef? Mm-hmm. That's the one thing. <laughs> I know. I mean. He's supposed to be Superman, right? Yeah. So, so that, but we'll see. I mean, because Anthony Starr, I mean, he's not much of a beefcake in reality. He just pat, you know, they just pat up his costume and it looks good. Unlike when they try to do that with the like some of the DC movies, you know, stuff. So it's like they have to just pat it up and make it look good like that. It might might turn out okay. Yeah, I agree. Um. And then actress and playwright Anna Nogueria has been hired to write the Supergirl script. And so that's got me asking you what, because there's been so many different versions of Supergirl and how she's written. What's like your preferred version and how do you want her written? And if you say the Jeff Loeb version where she's like kind of weirdly sexualized, but she's also supposed to be a 16 year old, I'll be like, oh, let's just get off here, bud. <laughs> Um, and my favorite Supergirl. That is a good question. I don't know what my favorite is. However, what I think would be neat here is the one they're not going to go with, which uh, which still I think would make for a cool uh, DC movie is is when she gets the Red Lantern ring and goes through all that. Yeah. Um. But that's not really a starter <laughs> that you yeah. go with. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't have a good answer for that. What about you? So I mean, the reason why I kind of thought about this is because in Superman Lost, and we'll talk about that later. I love the way Priest writes her. Like he writes because it's like Superman's like you know, oh yeah, I grew up on Earth. I'm an Earthling, and her it's like I grew up on Krypton. I'm not from here, you know. Like and she's like clearly struggling with that. So I think you know. 
like still like she's still like yeah this is still not quite the same i think that works really well mm-hmm. uh you know that's just think that's that'd be a lot cooler showing that because we don't see that a lot or like not at least done well right i i haven't read it i would like to i hear it's good peter david's run i think is supposed to tackle her dealing with that while being a teenager on earth so i think peter david's runs a bit weird is it because i could be wrong i think nick's read it but i think if i remember right it's like because there's this weird stuff going on with like supergirl licensing and so they couldn't actually make her kryptonian they when they finally made her kryptonian again was the life of uh, the jeff Loeb run. and so like we had all these different supergirls after the crisis so we had like I think one was called Matrix, and that was like Death of Superman, Supergirl, and she was like a robot or something. Then we had this other one. I think the it was by a Peter Davis run where she was like kind of an angel or something, where she had like fire wings and shit. Huh. And then, like I said, haven't read it. Would like yeah. to. <laughs> and then, then there's another. There was another one that was in Super uh, Batman Superman where she had black hair and wore like a a one piece swimsuit thing. She also went by Supergirl. And then we had, I think the Peter David one for a hot minute looked like the Supergirl that was on the animated series too. But then they changed up her design. So yeah, there's, and then they all just kind of went away when they were able to, when Jeff Lowe brought in. They were like, oh, thank God. And just threw it all out. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) she's one of those characters where it's just like, it's, it's up there with like Wonder Woman and Hawkman where it's like, there's a lot of just shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I I don't know. I really I really want that one to be good. Yeah. I really want that one to be good. We need it. I mean, I'm at this point I'll take any of them to be good. Yeah. Yeah. But but I think that one like we we the first Wonder Woman was really good. And then what else have we had as far as like great lady DC heroes? I mean, we're starving out here. There's a yeah. lot of good ones. <laughs> I mean, birds of prey. Like I said, we're starving out here. <laughs> um, I know you've got a couple more, but I'll I'll throw one since we're on the, the movie stuff. We got the Madam Web trailer. The the Two Worlds podcast most anticipated film, Madam Web. Did you watch the trailer? Fuck yeah, I did. Tell me your thoughts. Honest, okay. If I'm being honest, it's nowhere near as bad as I expected. Still, like the main villain's uh, costume, kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Like it Which- just. I was it- okay. I was talking to Mike about this because he said the same thing, and I agree. However, the girls' costumes look awesome. Yeah, for what the little bit we've seen. And people online are like, I bet those costumes will just be like a quick flash like we saw. And I'm like, yeah, probably right. It kind of sucks. Which it, which would be a damn shame because, man, that black and white Spider-Girl costume looked just like the comic version. Yeah. And it was fucking cool. Dude, that's one of those costumes where it's like, they really fucked up when they made her into the new Madam Web because that costume is one of the sickest costumes. Agreed. It was so cool. Let's pull it up. We'll yeah. pull it up 
share it on the screen. Let let us know, guys, while he's pulling that up, what your thoughts are on the Spider-Girl costumes. Which one's your favorite? And if you say the crotch arrow one, I'll be like, guys, (laughs) (laughs) just go to horny jail for a couple minutes and then come back. (laughs) Nothing came up. So I was like, okay, Spider-Girl costume, black and white. We get anti-Venom, Venom. Spider just, Woman, I think, is is wouldn't it be? Is a Spider Woman? I thought I it was think Spider so, Girl. I think because I think the only Spider Girl is the Ariana or whatever. Oh, okay. Or and then also May, you know May. Yeah, you're right. It was Spider Woman. Well, I misspoke when I said Spider Girl the first time. So it's my fault. All right. Yeah, I mean, some of these, like, I know that's pretty, like, early 2000s, but still. Yeah, the the Clydeck Classic, though, is just dope as hell. Yeah. Of course, then it's just like, oh, you wanted art in black and white? <laughs> like this Lego one? Yeah. Pretty <laughs> sick. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I... I don't know why they never did any more with that. Uh, I think it's just one of those things where they're like, we have too damn many of them. So we need to kind of fix it up. And then then they're like, wait, you want more spider people? I got you covered. Marvel's like, please stop. And then they see how much money they make. And they're like, oh, never mind. Keep doing it. <laughs> I uh, I was dying laughing at some of the comments, dude. I, I didn't make a a TikTok for the comic headquarters page, just highlighting some of them. But it was like, I loved it when she said it's webbing time yeah. <laughs> or what are we? Some kind of spider woman. <laughs> I just, you know, all that shit was so funny. So funny. You know, we've talked about it so much. You and I have to go see that. Movie oh, together. hell yeah, man. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It'd be funny if, like, if, like, it since we're like, gonna be the only people in the theater seeing it, um, there's one part where Madame Webb looks at the camera and she goes, Thanks for coming, Jake and Casey of Two Worlds <laughs> Pod. Like, with a question mark at the end, and we're like, Yes, she's like, yes. okay, I'm glad I got it right. And then she just goes back and doing stuff. And then they put us in the special thanks at the bottom yeah. with the comic creators. Yeah. <laughs> dude okay speaking of movies did you see the drop off on the marvels for week two no 78 percent drop off damn did anything else come out i don't think so oh, okay. it, it was it was the biggest drop off in comic book movie history yeah crazy anyway carry on yeah I, it's with that movie, it's kind of a kind of a shame because I hear it's pretty okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sure it's exactly that. Okay. Yeah. Which, you know, kind of what Marvel's been producing here lately, so it makes sense. I know. Pe- people right. honestly see Blue Beetle instead. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh Maria Gabriela de Ferraria is set to play the engineer. 
everyone's like calling her the villain in Ooh. the new Superman. <laughs> uh, it's she's gonna. Uh, it's a, a char- uh, character from the, the Authority, the engineer. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So odds are she's not gonna be a villain. Gonna be more of an anti-hero type thing. James Gunn even kind of said like, ah, villain's kind of a rough word. I like to say stone cold bitch. And we're like, whoa, James. <laughs> <laughs> that's more like 2009 you james come on now <laughs> but no so i have not seen her in anything so you know i'm i'm sure she'll be fine for a character i know nothing about as long as she's metallic that's all that matters yeah <clears throat> um Okay, I have one more thing before the rest of my stuff is comic related. Um, I'm sure everybody has seen this at this point. It was very early uh, last week, but Taika Waititi confirms that he will not be doing Thor 5 if that movie happens. He says he still has a good relationship with Marvel. He just wants to focus on his other movie projects. I didn't see that until I saw the notes, but I did see him say... He said uh, his uh, Star Wars movie is going to be uh, very controversial because it's a Taco Watiti movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, boy, doesn't sound good. I know. The, see, the quote I, I saw was that he said fans are going to hate it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, it's like you are not setting this up well, dude. Yeah. I mean, I maybe do it on purpose. Yeah. You know. Um, okay, so my I got I got two more things. Well, we're because we're on Star Wars talk. Apparently, the Knights of the Old Republic is dead. Like the the you know, it's like eh, it's not like. And then I saw another thing where it's like it's not like dead, dead, but like just no one's working on it. But like they could work on it again, but just no one is now. Yeah, I I don't know that they will, which really really bums me out. That game yeah. deserves the, like I'm not I'm not really one for they should remake this and this and this, but that one deserves it. I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna quote a Stephen King movie. Sometimes, Jake, dead is better. Sometimes. That's Pet Cemetery. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> John, John Lithgow says that in the remake. It's like it's just so funny because he's like, ah, take take the cat over to this thing and bury it. And they're like, okay, he does, and it comes back evil. And then later on the daughter dies. He's like, don't be don't be burying your daughter there. It's, dead is better. It's like, dude, why did you show him in the first place? <laughs> <sighs> That's funny. Well, you awesome. want to finish up your stuff? Yeah, and then well, I, my other one's a uh, oh okay comic book related, so we can I can squeeze that in between some of your cheeks. Uh, but Destin Daniel Cretton is stepping down from directing Avengers King Dynasty, and like I saw that a lot, and it was like kind of like oh look at this, he's stepping down, Marvel's falling apart, you know that type of shit. But then like it turns out since they moved everything got moved back because of the strikes and stuff. That but they didn't move back Shang-Chi, so he's like, I want to keep working on this, and this is like you're you're you'd be taking up a lot of my time for that, so I'm just gonna step down, let someone else direct this and keep working on my the one I'm passionate about. And so you know right. that, was, that was basically did he it. do the first one? Yeah. Okay. Good movie. 
Yeah. It's one of those things where like, I think it kind of like the first half was really good. And then they're like, ah, let's give him superpowers. And it's like, ah, I wish you wouldn't have. Right. Nah, I get that. I get that. Okay. So we're getting a Red Hood series. It's called Red Hood The Hill. This is going to sound crazy, Casey. It's not written by Scott Liddell. Ooh. For the first time in like 15 years. <laughs> I mean, you had like a one shot, like towards the end of the that Red Hood and the Outlaws run, they had someone on there with really atrocious art, if I remember right. And then you're like, I couldn't keep reading it. Well, here here's an interesting bit about this. It's called Red Hood The Hill. It's going to be by Sean Martinborough, and at least one issue will be done by Sanford Green on the art. The reason I say it's interesting, the last two issues of that Rebirth Red Hood series was written by Sean Martinborough, and Red Hood was like, just moved to the hill. And then two issues and they canceled the series. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so I guess they're just going to let him finish that arc. <laughs> That's cool. It is, but it's been years. So it's been years for him. So, yeah, I don't know. It's weird, but I think I remember liking the two issues. I, and I, I, Sanford Green is a really good artist. So, yeah, I remember you liking the writing. You just weren't hot on the art. That's what I remember. That very well could be. Well, I'm going to check it out because I like Red Hood a lot. Um, unfortunately, you just got no choice other than Scott Lobdell since the new 52. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I Just because we always ask, is that something you're interested in? Probably not. Though I will say, since you do like Red Hood, I would I would say pick up the old that Rosenberg Joker book because he was he was in that uh, a nice chunk and you'd enjoy it. Nice. Another reason for me to add that to the pile. Yeah. All right. And then we're getting a new spectacular Spider-Man series that's going to be written by Greg Wiseman and then art by Humberto Ramos. It's going to be a Peter and Miles team-up book. I'm sure it will sell very well. I I was almost interested in it, but I don't like Ramos's art that much. Yeah, I get that. I think I like it okay, but I can see why you wouldn't like it. I think that's kind of interesting, but my main problem with it is it's still going to be one of those books where it's like, I mean, it's not going to be really connected to any of the main main stuff, probably. And yeah. I'm not that invested in the Spider Boys like I am the Bat Boys, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, where me picking up Batman and Robin, it's like, yeah, this is... I can do this because I invest in these characters. I'm not invested in Spider-Man. I tried to be, and Marvel broke me from that by making a book come out three times a week, so... Or three times a month. <laughs> three times a week. <laughs> be careful or they're, they're going to yeah. hear you. I know. I mean, you'll be sitting back there just like having your old timey uh, cashers and you're like, shit, 
Yeah, you know, we joke about that, but I'm sure at that point, everybody would drop that book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just picture you doing like that uh, old vine where you're like, I got that Spider-Man money, Spider-Man money, Spider-Man money. <laughs> uh, guess we'll have to sell the kids. <laughs> yeah. Right, so. um, oh, nope. Never mind. I said what I was going to say. All right. uh, I'll hop in really quick. We're getting a Godzilla children's graphic novel coming out August 2024. It's called Godzilla Monster Island Summer Camp. Did you look at the cover? No. Pull it up really quick, my my man. Because it looks incredible. I genuinely love this cover. Because we got our uh, moist moist god Minya on, on the cover. That's like, while well, he pulls that up, there, there was podcast they used to listen to called um kaiju apostles and it was these two uh seminaries that would talk um about each godzilla movie then relate it back to christianity and and at the end of each one they would always like one of them would he would always talk about and like you'd get really deep into it and it was always really funny because it's like this you know you're you're stretching pretty hard and he right. was talking about on oh, no, a destroy all monsters there it is isn't that awesome yeah, it's it's honestly incredible. Yeah. I love it. I, I'm like I'm genuinely excited. I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but I'm getting it just because of that cover. But at the end of uh, Destroy All Monsters, he he's like Minya being the son of Godzilla, slaying Ghidorah at the end because like he does do the final blow to kill Ghidorah. It's like slaying Ghidorah. So yeah, since he's you know he slays Ghidorah. He's like, yeah, it's just like when Jesus does the final blow to the devil. So he is, you know, so now Minya is the one true son of Godzilla. <laughs> like, is, it, is it for real? He's what? What do you mean? Like, is he? No, he's he's being like, he's. Oh, very, okay. yeah. And the other one's like, oh, like you can just hear like him take his glasses off. He's like, oh, like, just getting very upset. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> It's like one of those things where it's like it is a joke, but like he did put the work in to make this joke really good. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta respect the hustle. All right. Couple more things for my news. First one, we're getting a Sinister Sons by Peter Tomasi and art by David LaFuente. And that is going to be the Sons of Zod and Sinestro causing some mischief it looked pretty fun uh we we got super sons by pete tomasi so now we've got uh sinister sons so yeah since you read super sons uh is this something that you would be interested in probably i mean it's gonna really depend on the week if it's like a week like it was this week it's like uh, i'm probably gonna have to skip it but if it's a pretty light week for sure because I mean, Tomasi's good enough for that. Yeah, for sure. I think it'll be fun. And then my last bit of news, probably the biggest bit of comic news. Uh, So Gail Simone is doing the free comic book day 2024 X-Men issue. And that issue is showing what's coming up for future X titles. Um. 
all signs are pointing to her taking over X-Men post Krakoa era and uh and Hickman and all that. So uh David Marquez is gonna be the artist on that book. And Gail's been gone for a while. So uh, you know, I think it's one of those things where maybe she's just been planning a big X-Men run that whole time yeah. and she's gonna be taken over. So, you know. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, you interested in that? Man, with X books, it just depends on the team. Yeah. If it's like, here's the classic X-Men and Gail's right, and it's like, well, I don't really read the classic X-Men anyways. So Yeah, I I've tried a lot to get into some comics by Gail, and I just never she just never has done it for me personally. So it's like if that doesn't do it, and like also X Men doesn't really do it. But I, I am curious, since I know Preston's probably the only only one of our listeners that's like hardcore into the X Men stuff. What he thinks, because mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, I'm not it's not invested in the X Men universe, right? Well, there you go, Preston. We we've called you out. You have to comment now and let us know what you think about Gale maybe taking over. Now, if it's like, here's a magic solo series written by Gail, I'm probably on board for that. Because yeah. I I do like Gail's Batgirl a lot. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean, at the same time, if there's just a magic solo series, you're on board. In yeah. In all fairness. Yes. Yeah. All right. That's the end of the news. What'd you read this week, man? So I read... Godzilla Rivals versus Mechagodzilla, World's Finest Teen Titans number 5, Wildcats 12, Fantastic Four 13, Alpha Flight 4, Ghost Rider 20, Wesley Dodds The Sandman number 2, Fish Flies number 3, Blade number 5, Green Lantern number 5, Daredevil number 3, Batman and Robin number 3, and Superman Lost 8 of 10. What about you? I don't have the issues on me, but I did read Fish Flies and Daredevil. Um, then I've got Wesley Dodds 2, Blade 5, Batman and Robin 3, uh, Superman Lost 8, Green Lantern 5, Immortal Thor 4, and Red Sonia 5. All right. So I'll, I got a few more than you saw. Starter up with Godzilla Rivals versus Mechagodzilla. Kind of getting tired of these books because, wait, first off, this is by Mark Martinez. An artist is Kara Husset and Alex Sanchez. And this art's pretty not good. Like, for eight bucks, I expect better art than this, is all I'm trying to say. Because, like, the detail is just. Not there. Wow. Like, like, I don't know. It's just like here, here's a part where there's a van. And like, I'm not saying like you have to do this, but literally no other seats. And it just looks like there she's in a room. <laughs> yeah. In the yeah, that's that's bad. That's bad. Yeah. And then like here's another spot. I'll find this other spot that was this pretty rough and I mean. So Godzilla is attacking, and this news reporter is supposed to be running away because, like, if you look, they're running away, and she's just kind of like, "Go, go, go!" 
and then stomped. No, she lives. Oh, okay. And also, I, I like I do like this picture of Godzilla of him just kind of oh he's a he's a big one he's a coming <laughs> oh la he coming. <laughs> <laughs> but like some of the monster fights are pretty okay, but like yeah, it's just not like look at this this guy speed skating away. Like what the hell did they just like? Where's watch the rest some... of his leg? Yeah, they just don't know how to draw legs. I think they just watched the flash and like, oh, I think this is how people run. So that's what they did. And yeah, it's just everything about this book. Just it was very much a letdown. It's like there's no need for it to be like this. You had like it's one thing if this was like a monthly title. I can like look past a lot of these things. I'm like, that's eh, not great. But like they're trying to churn this shit out all the time. But with like this, it's just like, yeah, you've had, I think four months since the last issue of this and you're not even the same you know creator so it's like oh, this is rough i'm gonna go i'm gonna go three out of ten <laughs> nice so i will go with i'll go alpha flight next i just want to mention i like the art's not as as sharp as like John Burns, but I love I've been loving these Alpha Flight covers because they all look like the John Byrne covers. Yeah. From back in the day. Super fun. But this is by Ed Brisson and Scott Godlewski on the art. So yeah. I mean, they're dealing like Argent breaks out like the big old dummy. Like he's like, oh, I'm there's gonna be no problems to my actions. Even though I'm supposed to be here because they're hunting mutants, nothing bad can happen with me breaking out to go back to my family. Spoiler alert. Bad stuff happens. Um, yeah, and then they're kind of... They, they allude to some of the stuff with Heather that I was complaining about, which it's like, again, I don't blame Ed Brisson for this. Like He's actually... He's, he's trying to fill in the dots, but it's like he only has so much to go off of with that, you know? So... It's it's an enjoyable book. I like it. I love the Alpha Flight though, so I'm very biased. But yeah, I think it's it's been solid. I'm gonna go it's seven. Been, it's been so solid. <laughs> I'm gonna go seven point five out of ten. Nice. All right. Red Sonia number five, written by Torin Gronbeck with art by Walter Giovanni. I won't really get into it too much, or you're either reading the Sonya book or you're not, but uh, there's a lot more action in this one than the last one, which was good because it needed this. Um, but yeah, she's just trying to get to the evil sorcerer. She gets to fight like a Hydra type thing, uh, as well as save a bunch of people from being burned alive. Uh, and by save them, I mean, she doesn't save them. I don't know why I said that, um, which pisses her off. And then it ends on another cliffhanger. So it's your average monthly Sonya title. There's nothing spectacular about it, but it's definitely not bad by any means. So I'm going to go 6.5. Right on. Okay. So world's finest Teen Titans, number five by... Marcus Wade, I know that, and uh, I gotta try to find the the artist uh, Emmanuel Lupacino on the art. Art's good. 
we got Chris Sammy doing the cover, and I will say, like, I love the cover, but he makes Kid Flash look like eighty-year-old man Flash. It's like, oh, slow down there. <laughs> um, but other than that, that cover is great. Yeah, and so we get a little bit of like backstory stuff, like, oh, who's this chode? Oh, it's Haywire. What's he doing? Ah, oh, he's a douchebag. Okay, he's the guy that's being that's leading the bad guy Titan group, and so it's. Yeah, they they mess up, of course, because they don't trust each other. And then Dick whips off his mask and he's like, Hey, my name's Dick. I'm I'm Dick. And then Speedy's like, Yeah, we know. And then he's like, No, no, that's my name. Like, oh, okay, cool. Just making sure you weren't frozen. But uh That's really but, what happens. They pulled a Justice League Unlimited. Basically, he just like took off his little mask and then he like that's how this issue ended because they uh, after they got their asses kicked he's like ah I'm Dick Grayson and then they're like and then the next time you know so again this is fine it's not near as good as I think it should be but it's still just fine like probably six and a half you know like the he's Mark is still passing with this book but he's not knocking my socks off like I think he should. You lasted longer than I did, sir. I was out after what three? I, think I was so. trying. I was yeah. trying. All right. Immortal Thor number four, written by Al Ewing, art by Mart Martin Kokolo. This issue has me conflicted, Casey. It. Like I, I, I was up and then he lost me. And then at the end, he had me again, kind of. So the short of it, this is full spoilers for this issue. Thor gets Aurora, uh, like summons her. He's like, I need your help. She's like, I'm busy doing Krakoa stuff. He's like, you don't understand. I need your help. Throws her Mjolnir. She catches it, turns into Storm Thor from back in the day, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and he's like, all right, next person. Loki comes through a portal. Uh, and out from behind him steps Beta Ray Bill. Thor throws Bill the hammer. He turns into Thor Bill again. Bill. It's like, here, Loki, take it. Loki grabs it, turns into Thor Loki. Do you see what's going on here? Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, uh, we're, we're just missing one more person. Who swoops in last, Casey? Oh, Eric Masterson. He's like, I'm back from the dead, guys. <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> I wish it were. I, I'm glad it's not, but, yeah. you know. Do you have a real guess? It's Jane. I actually saw the 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 thing at the end where it's like the yep. Thor force is coming back or whatever. Jane comes in and he's like, now you face the Thor core. So it's like, I don't hate it because the Thor core is fun. Uh, all of them have the power. Of, like the rule is you have the power of Thor for like, I don't know if it's 60 seconds or 60 minutes. It's like it's it's one of them. I don't remember which. Maybe it's an hour, but 
anyway, he uh, he's reforming the Thor core to take on, you know, Thor of the the other god place. So because uh, he couldn't do it himself. So we'll see what happens next issue. So it's one of those things where it's like, man, I really just hate it when someone else has Mjolnir and gets gets to hold it. Right. But then he chooses people that have held it in the past. So it's like, well, OK, I guess they get a pass. Yeah. <laughs> um, art's great, though. I love seeing some of those characters. You know, obviously, I love Bill. Um, Storm Thor. Really cool costume. Really cool costume. I'll I mean, I'll I'll show you. She looks like how she did back in the day. But uh, but still, it's like, oh, sorry. No, I'm come assuming on. she's naked. Please. All Hang on. Why is this? Why is it blurred? Anyway. Oh, nice. That is pretty sweet. Yeah. So. But yeah, um, looking forward to the next one. I'm going to give it. I'll give it a nine. Still rather enjoyed it quite a bit. Nice, man. Okay. Fantastic Four 13 by Ryan North and Ivan Coelho on the art. Dr. Doom teams up with the uh, Dr. Doom of the other universe. It's a dinosaur. Also, this cover metal as fuck yeah it's awesome <laughs> but yeah so they team up and then thing goes into the you know his universe and he convinces like it's funny because like he doesn't you know he's he doesn't know how to speak dinosaur and then like this fantastic the dinosaur fantastic four and then 616 heroes haven't worked together yet like yeah the other ones did and so he's like, you guys haven't started working together yet. They're like, no, they're dinosaurs with your powers. Like, how? You know, so then they're like, and Ben's like, okay, let me think. I remember one of them said something. He like ends up saying something. It was a cuss word that's in dinosaur language, you know. And the, the Fantastic Four dinosaurs all stop. And like, that's when they make, realize, oh, we need to work together. And like the other Ben Grimm's like, so you just said a, like you knew a cuss word like you remembered a cuss word it's like yeah cuss words are the easiest words to remember in any language like <laughs> you're not gonna be mad and try to have like this hard hard word to say <laughs> that's funny but like that's kind of where like it peaked i'll say that because then like the dr doom stuff's like he's just like ryan north kind of writes him like an idiot at times and this one it's like oh yeah he's got this whole big plan and then like the both dr dooms were because he was gonna combine the two worlds together which is like that's not what they need to do they need to separate you know he's like no i've you know he's got the big ego and all that stuff and then the two dr dooms fight each other and that part was like ah this is kind of kind of losing me like i think it was like just trying to add in like conflict where it's like we didn't need this added conflict like it doesn't just it just didn't work Mm -hmm. but I mean, like, unless, like, you know, Dr. Doom just was like, I've always wanted to have a dinosaur version of myself, and that's why I'm doing this. Like, that, you know, like, his motivation just made zero sense. But other than that, it was funny. It was just fun. So I'm gonna go 7 out of 10. Right on. I think I've got our Muchies. Okay. So I'll talk about Wildcats really quick, and this is by uh, Rosenberg with... Oh, um, Danny Kim and Tom Dernick on the art. 
And yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. Like, you know, it's like one of those like last issue books where like it's like, oh, is, are they gonna die? Is the you know, I mean, Zealot's not gonna die, but what about these other characters? Are they gonna die or what's happening? You know, that type of thing. And it's pretty cool. It's a pretty solid ending. Um, yeah, I mean, it really feels pretty wide open to seeing more. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, I don't know, like for the Wildcats that I remember, and Nick got me a trade for Christmas I saw read, like I'm really behind on my my trade reading, but it's like these aren't the Wildcats I remember, and like some of those characters are in this book, but they're bad guys like Mole and um Warblade and stuff. So it's like it's just it's a bit weird that way, but yeah, it it kind of it was it was like I said, it was fine. I'm gonna probably go six out of ten series as a whole. I'll probably say seven. Like it started off really solid. I really, really was loving it. And then like it just kind of like kind of petered out for me. Shame it didn't end on a strong note. Yeah, it really feels like one of those Marvel book endings where it's like, okay, we're gonna take eight like six to eight months off and then we'll come back with a new Wildcats number one. Right. But Okay, Ghost Rider number 20 by Benjamin Percy and Carlos Nieto on the art. Pretty cool stuff happens. Some weird stuff happens. We get more, like, because this this has always been, like, oh, more backstory on Goth Girl along with, like, you know, the main story. So, like, they had to try to get into this one spot to get, you know, to the where the kids are. It's like this school that it's a fake, like, oh, we're taking your kids to this place to you know teach them how to be normal but then it's like it's not you know we're actually demons or some shit you know and only kids are allowed in this place so they they're like oh the moon's up there so if we you know we do this one spell where we bone in the moonlight we'll make <laughs> a weird weird little kid <laughs> like here's what that gets made Oh, nobody wanted that. Well, like, Johnny's like, he's like, I'm a baby. And the goth girl's like, don't get so attached to him. That little freak. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, but he's a boy. <laughs> and so, yeah, they have to send it off. But like, they, you know, they have like a little bit of a feeling towards it or whatever. And yeah, so it ends with him being sent off to maybe die. And then there's a backup story where Ghost Rider fights and then teams up with the uh, Sorcerer Supreme Ghost Rider from the past, you know? And they're going to kill this guy that, you know, he killed one of her friends way back in the day. He's still alive. And so, yeah, they team up to kill him. And it was pretty solid, too. I I really like her as a character. And it's like how you were saying, it's like, yeah, why don't they use her as the new Ghost Rider? It's like, yeah, fair enough. Why doesn't she just get her own book? Because she's really cool. Right. Like, I mean, she doesn't have to be the main ghostwriter, but like, just do something with her. But yeah, uh, I enjoyed this. I'm going to go eight out of 10. And now it's Nucci time, baby. What order do you want to do? Um, let's do Daredevil and Fish Flies. Since I don't have those in front of me, I'll let you kind of spearhead those. Right. Um, then we can do. Uh, Green Lantern, Superman, Batman and Robin, Blade, Sandman. 
Okay, so you said Green Lantern, Superman, Batman, Robin, Sand- Sandman, Blade, Sandman. Yep. All right. All right. So I'll start with Daredevil, and this is by Saladin Ahmed and Aaron Cooter and Fred Karami on the art. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do something that I don't do often. John Romita Jr. This is a fun, this is a very good define like or find a very good cover in my opinion. Wouldn't say that normally, but I shit on him all the time. So it's like, yeah, you actually did a okay, man. Agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, you still you hated that one too. Yep. See, like, yeah, I thought I thought it was absolutely fine. Um, but one thing I didn't like with this book is the switching between artists. I don't know if you noticed yeah. that, but it's like they're the styles are just so different. And I think both would be fine are fine by themselves. Styles are just really different. And I like this, I like the writing though. I do like I think like I think it's really well written. I just don't like basically the story if that makes sense like i like how matt's written i like the characters i like all of this but it's like this weird like just demon stuff it's just like oh it's just so different than what i want (laughs) yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping that we get something a little more grounded in the next arc yeah because i uh ahmed is like clearly knows how to write the character so like that's good you know so yeah i'm I'm here for the ride. I'll say that. Um, where are you at with it, man? Um, probably like an eight. I'm yeah. not. I don't. I I really don't love the normal art. Like I think it's good. I just don't love it. Uh, yeah. and I and I am with you on the demon stuff. Like it's interesting. It's a fresh take. Um, but yeah, the the dialogue, the character moments. That's where the book excels. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably at a seven because it's like I enjoyed this issue. The jumping around between art styles just it it was too jarring. Like it that works when the styles are similar at all, and like these styles really are. I'll for the for the one person watching, I'll show you guys the difference. So we get like I'll show like a really good picture of the of one style. So yeah, we get this style in parts where it's like I like that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I do enjoy it. I don't think it's bad, but when you then go to like, oh, like, like the you know this style, it just doesn't. They don't fit. They don't. You know. Yeah. It's like it looks just like two completely different comics. Agreed. All right. So, fish flies number three by Jeff Lemire. Yeah, you get a little bit more stuff about the mom, you know, more of the character stuff, and then also the dad, uh, the the snot nosed girl's dad, and whatnot, and like how she is with the fish, and we get some of the backstory with the dad. Like I said, with the dad, and you get a nice little um, Harry and the Hendersons moment between the girl and the, <laughs> the the fly monster. You do for sure, but you know, I. I thought this was the strongest issue. I really Dang. liked it. I did too. I'm I'm very like after the second issue, I was like, I mean, I'm gonna probably keep reading it because I just I enjoy Jeff Lemire stuff, and I know I can just like, oh yeah, I'll just I can stick with it. And I know sooner or later I'll like it. I'm like I'm glad I did because this was really cool. We get you know we get to see like kind of what 
the fly monster can do too and you know yeah i'm like i'm really interested in seeing where this goes i mean the part where he comes back and and defends the girl that was cool yeah it really was so yeah i'm i'm probably i'll say an 8.5 for that for that issue what about you i'm at a nine one of my favorites of the week yeah all right green lantern number five uh, it's written by Jeremy Adams with Art by Zermanico. Art is killer as always, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think of the story? I liked it a lot. I thought it was really, really good. Uh, I mean, the art's really cool. My main problem with... And this book's done it a couple times now. Like, the whole ending is the cover. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean... That would have been really cool just to have seen that without the other. But everything else in that I thought was super cool. I liked all the stuff that was going on. Uh, yeah. What'd you think, though? No, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's a good story. Um, you know, it's just a shame that it's only half the book. Yeah, that's what the I'm other half of the book is a story that I don't care about, like a backup that I don't care about. And then after that is a preview for a book that's out in one single week. Like yep. it's coming out this next week. Just yep. why did you put it in this one? Yeah. I don't know, man. It it bugs the hell out of me. Nope. Me Five dollar book. Yeah. The the backups by Peter Tomasi and David LaFuente on the art. And it's and like Jeremy Adams is like, you guys need to be reading this. It's really important to the story. I didn't read it. I just can't be bothered to read about this character i just don't care about him at all which you know it just dawned on me this is the sinister sons oh i gotcha this is gonna be uh sinestro's kid right yeah and that's the artist on the series so yeah i guess we're uh both out on sinister sons already (laughs) i know after after we just said we were (laughs) <laughs> kind of looking forward to it so that's a shame yep what's your grade i'm gonna say eight it would be probably a nine and a half to ten had it just been a green lantern book yep. <laughs> i'm at a 7.5 I, I like the story but it doesn't deserve higher with that other shit in it yeah okay so superman lost and this is by priest with uh, find the artist Oh man! So I, but really, quick, it's I Carlos. It. Yeah, Carlos, Carlos Pagulian. Yeah, Um, but yeah, so it's start. I'm gonna say I'm a deep dive in this one. Starts with like this guy breaking into Lex Luthor's house, and he's trying to, you know, he wants to steal this thing. Like Lex is very much having like a kind of a breakdown because he's like, why hasn't Superman tried to beat me up yet for giving his his wife cancer? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know it's insane. Uh, like it's so funny, but it's also like, yeah, that makes perfect sense that he's acting like this, you know. And so then we get flashback to like basically the stuff Superman's dealing with, and then um, Adam Strange, which I love, Adam Strange, and then Superman cuts to present day where he's fighting like this crazy awesome Metallo, like such a cool thing, and like then Supergirl wrecks him, you know, and she's kind of like 
just you know kind of kind of giving clark like a little like dude stop stop feeling so bad for yourself come on right you know and which like i really like how supergirl is written and then black adam also gives superman like you know a, a good pep talk which it's like oh wow he's saying that and that, that one's the one where like what's hilarious is like Superman kind of listened to Black, like after all of his friends and family are you know, and like, it's like, oh yeah, the guy that has punched me through like multiple walls said this, like, oh, I kind of agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then there, the, there's the big reveal at the end and boy, it's just like, we talked last time where I, where I was like, I think this issue needed that. And I agree it or this comic did need that because holy crap, it's like to me getting so good. Like again, like you know, kind of drug a little bit, but like it's back to being rad as hell. Yeah. What about you? No, I'm right there with you. These last two issues were total knockouts, and I thought this one was even better than the last one. So right. uh yeah, I I love it. There there was a lot that went down in this issue with him talking to various people and that Lex stuff is just for how fucking shitty of a person he is. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so. all just written so well. And the art's incredible. Like I love, yeah. I absolutely love the art. Yeah. It just, it's just, it's the 10 out of 10. If you guys haven't guessed yet. And it's my pick of the week. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'll give it a 10 as well. Um, not my pick of the week, but it's close. Okay, we've got Batman and Robin number three, written by Joshua Williamson, with art by uh, Simone DeMeo. Yeah, Simone DeMeo. Um, yeah, as always, I think the art's really cool in this book, but I like DeMeo's art quite a bit. Um, did you like the story? I like the story okay. I like the art. I think the art's very nice and stylized, but it is a little busy. If you know what I mean, yeah, lot, lots of like neons and and in yeah. your face. So like that's that's one downside, but I'm interested. Do you want to talk about the kind of like the, I'd say the spoiler at the end, I guess. Sure. Who who the bad guy is or whatnot? Yeah. What's your What's your opinion on that? Since you read the Man Bat book, I. It just makes me think that there's something there's something up here. Yeah. It something's got to be messing with him. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can think of, because it's not like Williamson to just be like, nah, fuck that thing that happened. Right. Yeah. So I just we need the next issue to see what's really going on. And I'm so torn on shush. It's the dumbest fucking thing. But at the same time, it's written well enough. That I'm like, yeah, I'm enjoying it, but it's mm-hmm. so stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> agree shush is silly white rabbit very silly yeah. but the interactions are good yeah so yeah i mean really i don't have much to complain about i'm I'm gonna give it like a nine yeah i'm feeling eight and a half it's just i read this and then i read superman and it's like well i like both but i can't put them on the same level yeah okay so blade and this is by where is Daniel Creatives on this? 
Dark's really first, good. In this it's film. the first page. Uh, the Brian. First page? Oh, yeah. I mean, I 100% missed it. Uh, Brian Hill and Elana Casagrande on the art. Art's awesome. I'm going to say, I'm like kind of annoyed with how, because like, is it, am I just like, did I have like a mini stroke where the last issue ended with him getting the sword and was going to fight? Okay. And should have like, and then it said to be concluded. Yeah. We should have like an issue 4.5 then. Yeah. Since they don't, they want to skip everything that like so much crap. Dude, it's, it's honestly so frustrating because this is a good story. Mm-hmm. But fuck, they're skipping around. It, you know, it pissed me off. And then I read it and it's like, well, I liked it. And then we get that ending and it's like, well, shit, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm invested and I and it's been good. It's just like editorial just fucking whiffed it on this, though. This like, book reads like. Like we're getting a Blade series. OK, great. They're like. Uh, okay, but you got to end it at five. And then the writer's like, shit. And like, actually, we're going to keep it going because of the movie. So keep it going. He's like, shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it reads. Yeah. So, yeah, this, I don't know. I'm conflicted on this one. And I I like the ending. The ending has me very intrigued. Yeah. So... I'm going to give it a 7.5 for the choppiness. Yeah, I'm going six because it's just like every like the first probably half of it or so read like, you know, when they do those like the books where they're like uh, the joke be like, oh, as seen in this issue of this fake comic, you know, when they do that, that's how that first half read where like you're just kind of tossed in the middle of something that you're like, oh, but you've been reading the whole time. But it's also yeah. like there has been no point in reading the whole time since none of it mattered since they want to just like, ah, we're just skipping all that. Yeah, the big <laughs> fight with the yeah. big bad craziness. All right. Last issue. Wesley Dodd, Sandman number two, written by Robert Venditti, art by Riley Rosmo. I'm still loving it, man. I'm still loving it. Yeah. I um, liked it. I will say, like, Riley's art is so good when he's drawing Sandman, but some of his people stuff, it's just, it doesn't do it for me. Like, how he oh, draws wow. like, his regular people. That's never been said before on this podcast multiple <laughs> times. I'll say this, though. When he's drawing normal people getting fucked up by gas, it looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I really love. Uh, let's see. Does he do? Yeah, shout out to Ivan Placencia on colors as well, because the color and I know Riley probably did the inks, but the color work and the inks very good. Yeah. I love how they they play on the light. Lots of greens from the gas. It's cool, but yeah. I like the story. Basically, somebody made whenever they broke into Wesley's house, they made off with the uh, the journal of all the really bad gas that he developed. Um, and he doesn't want that to 
obviously get put out into the world. And then we find, I don't know, just sort of like a dark, darker Sandman at the end who mm-hmm. is clearly going to be using that gas. And people are going to think that it's Wesley, which isn't good. Um, but yeah, it's good. I really like it. I I really like. I I think Riley's art bothered you more on this issue than it did me. For me, it's like, well, that's just how it is, and I'm used to it. <laughs> so I like this one a whole bunch. It really, it really does read like the old Sandman stuff. So for me, this is also a ten. This one does get my pick of the week. Right on. I only go probably nine. I liked it. Um, yeah, it's just Riley's art just didn't. Some like I said, some of his people's faces just I don't know didn't quite do it for me, and he didn't have like there wasn't a moment in this issue like it was in the first one where I was like, you know, knock your pants off like holy shit, look at that art like how he did in that first one. So it wasn't even like kind of like over you know just made up for the the art that I didn't like. So that's why it you know it gets the nine. But what are you excited for this coming week, man? I am excited for it's another kind of big week. Yeah. Um, oh goodness. Okay. Incredible Hulk six. Um, I'm also gonna say She Hulk two, and probably Superman eight. I mean, I'm kind of surprised you didn't go Daredevil Black Armor. I mean, I do plan on checking it out. I it's mean, a, it's, it's a good costume, man. It really is. Especially the way it's drawn there. Like, it's one... I, I don't like it as much when, it, like, the armor is more protruding. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, Green Lantern, War Journal for me. Then I'll say... Yeah, world's finest and of course just league versus godzilla versus kong number two hopefully oh. we get some actual kaiju in that issue yeah okay so patrick dempsey got sexiest man of the year snubbing both jake and casey upset of this podcast so give me a time you were let down in comics just you know comic book awards or media related to comics like movies or video games or whatever. Sure. Or just anything you've been let down by, I guess. So like, if you're like, Oh, that time that you just didn't take me to six flags. And I waited on my doorstep with an ice cream cone and just melted in my hand, you know, whatever. <laughs> I like, I do like the video game question. So I'll say one is going to be, uh marvel ultimate alliance 3 because <laughs> boy that for, bought that for my nephew it's probably like ah, oh, i have the worst and not, not even he liked it so <laughs> yeah definitely let down there um awards anytime tom king wins an award <laughs> or tom taylor for that matter um let's see can you think of a, a of a comic that I was hyped for and then it really bummed me out? I mean, I know it's happened. <laughs> I you know, I would almost just say any of the last three Nightwing creative teams, maybe. Yeah, I mean, hell, we can even go back further because it's like 
because I mean you liked Tim Seeley's Nightwing, but even that didn't do it for you. Then like Grayson and the you know and all that. So yeah, Grayson. Ugh, I put that out of my <laughs> mind completely. Um, and then media definitely like I know I know that you were pretty fed up with the MCU before I was, but man, uh whatever what I, infinity war and endgame just so bad yeah so there you go there's my four all right and then for me i'm gonna say civil war speaking of, like that was the movie where i'm just like oh i i i am not a marvel mcu fan anymore okay <laughs> yep like this did it um and also, I'll say with video games, this is uh, just kaiju related. Did you hear about the King Kong game that came out? Yeah. I oh, did. man. It sounds Looks so pretty bad. good. Yeah. It's like, there. I guess there's one part where it's a cut scene and it just like, it'll cut to like the uh, dinosaur and it's just like a still image of the dinosaur and not the, you know, like it's not even moving. It's just a picture of that dinosaur. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. That's forty. That game's forty bucks. I think they need a class so action law. They need a class action <laughs> lawsuit where it's like, yeah, we're suing you for this. Like, fuck you. Um. Yeah, comic book related. I know there's been like I'm gonna go Immortal Hulk. Like I was just so let. Down I knew that. it. I knew it. I was just gonna so suggest down. that. Um. And then another comic book one. I know there's a bunch because I get let down a lot. Uh, I know I'm going to go Flash. I knew it was going to be bad, but I was like, I got hopes. I got hopes it'll be good. And then I'm like, oh, boy. It was bad. Speaking of awards, like Nightwing getting the best ongoing book blew, like genuinely blew my mind. Yeah. (laughs) But then a bonus four things in comic books or just nerd shit that you are grateful for. Sure. Since it's Thanksgiving. Uh, well, one here lately is DC doing these Golden Age miniseries. Yeah. Thankful for those. They're fun. Um, let's see. Other comic things. Oh, uh, I'll say I know that it's still kind of been jumpy, but saga coming back yeah (laughs) like that um i'm grateful that i don't hate immortal thor like i thought i might yep give it time (laughs) what's that give it it time time. (laughs) maybe um man one more thing one more thing Uh, you know, thankful for covers A through D of Red Sonia every month. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm gonna say I'm I'm thankful for Mark Wade writing DC again. Um, and then also the Godzilla, even though these rival books have not been good, the uh, the Godzilla is getting like all these different books that he's in now. That's pretty Real. sweet. Um, and. That we've like I'm trying to think of something, something new, uh, something else. 
uh, that Marvel and DC are both putting out like quality because there was a time where we really weren't reading Marvel, and like now it's just like yeah, we're getting good shit mm-hmm. all throughout. And uh, just piggyback on the the Godzilla thing, I'm just gonna say just for nerd stuff in general that we got like we're getting MonsterVerse stuff and Japanese Godzilla stuff, pretty dope. Yeah. Right, but I think that wraps us up, man. All righty. Closing plugs. Uh, if you would, head on over to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give our page a like. You can also follow us on uh, Twix at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. You can email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com. And also, please check out our YouTube channel. It's Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube and subscribe. And hey, oh, I mean, first off, let us know down below what you're thankful for, what, uh, you know, what's your favorite side dish. And if it's not me and Jake covered in gravy, we don't want to hear about it. Um, (laughs) Real quick, before you wrap us up genuinely we're also very grateful for you guys listening yeah. to us every week because you, you have a lot of other choices out there <laughs> but for some reason you choose us and we appreciate it absolutely um yeah and just let us know what you want to hear from us oh and jake let's uh try to release the newest anime voice this week too before the before the month's over because we got oh JoJo. yeah 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 for sure for sure um but yeah we'd love to stay in chat but Jake's got to fill me up. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>